You, you need to see her, Jimmy. Have I told you about it? Okay. All right. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In my Bible school here a while back, you know, a woman sent a note up. I was holding a seminar in Cleveland, Tennessee at my Bible school. A woman sent a note up and says, have a home in Baltimore and I want to sell it and uh, give $40,000, I believe it was, for a home for the battered wives. It's amazing what God does for you. And I one time, <clears throat> I went one time to speak. I don't think most evangelists ever learned this, but I went, especially people at travels. <clears throat> I went one time about, oh, it was about two or three years ago, to speak at a place, and I took Jimmy with me. A girl named Glenda Nicholson went with us. Pat Knox, before she got married. Five of us, wasn't he? Who else was it? Zona, I believe. I'm not sure. I think, she, I think, yeah, I think she did. I think Zona was with us, five of us. And uh, so they had, had a meeting set up in, in, uh, in a college auditorium. They wanted me to come and speak. Well, I don't ever make any financial deals and I go speak someplace, you know. I, I take what they give me and act nice. <laughs> because I... I've been doing this for a long time, people, and I don't, I, don't, I don't even make a salary for my ministry. I do this because the Lord called me. I have never made a salary for my ministry, never. And I've been doing this for years, 20 years. I mean, you work, you work 20 years without a salary. Uh, people get to recognize that after a while you're sincere. Glory <laughs> to God. So I just go wherever the Lord wants me to go, you know. And so I went to this college auditorium and I, I taught there and that night there was five, five men came up and gave their life to God and most all of them was young men. About four of them was young men. About 25, 30 years old. So they gave their life to the Lord. I went back the next night to teach again. I taught the next night and I told him the first night, I said, now, I'm going to pray for the sick tomorrow night. If you have any sick friends, why, please bring them to the service and let me pray for them. So I spoke on healing that night, and I reached out, and, and I gave an invitation for people to come up to be prayed for that was sick. And there's a crippled woman sitting on her front, you know, and she gets her stuff up, you know, and she wobbles up front, you know, with her crutches and stuff, and she's standing there. So I go down and I lay hands on her. They were lined up across the front and I laid hands on them. And so uh, she just, when I laid, laid hands on the crippled woman, she wobbled back to her seat, you know, and I guess their crutches and sit down there in her seat. And so I, I kept on praying for these down here. And I, when I got through praying for them, uh, I got towards the end praying for the people and all of a sudden, somebody just, God's power hit somebody, and they broke and began to cry and weep out loud. Just, I mean, just boo-hooing. And uh, I finished praying for two or three people at the end. And I walked back up here behind the pulpit like this in this college auditorium, and I noticed it was the crippled woman that was crying. And so I turned it back to the fellow that had booked me for the meeting. And uh, when I did, I went over to the table and sat down. And she's just still sitting there crying. And he dismissed the meeting, and people went back, you know, looking over the book table and the tape table and so forth, you know, and talking to each other, and I was sitting over at the table. And she's the only one left down front, still sitting there crying. Just as crippled as she ever was. And so, uh, I guess it's about 10 minutes, and they back there talking to each other, you know, looking at the book and tapes. And all of a sudden, now I'm sitting there watching her, and I'm sitting there concentrating like this. I said, 
You know, the Holy Spirit is doing something special for that lady. I mean, he just won't let her go. He just keeps on blessing her so much she can't hardly stand it. She's like gapping for breath. I mean, she is really getting blessed. This is about 15 or 20 minutes goes on, you know. Nobody down in front of the auditorium at all except me and her. She's sitting by herself, still weeping. And, and, and I'm sitting over here to a table. There's a table sitting over there with some chairs around it. And I just sit at the table, you know. And so I'm sitting there and looking at her like this. And just thanking the Lord. I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for blessing that woman. Glory to God. Thank you for healing her, Jesus. And all of a sudden, God's my witness. All of a sudden, she just got up and walked off. Walked around to me, come over to the table where I was at, walked around, come over to the table where I was at, crying, and looked down at me and thanked me for coming there. She thanked me for coming there. She said, I got healed. She said, I was just sitting there, and all of a sudden, strength came in me, and it just rose up, and I'm totally normal. Look at me. I'm totally normal. I'm totally normal. Look at me. I'm totally normal. I said, yeah, I'm see. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. And so the fellow, you know, the fellow, the man that invited me to come into town, you know, and hold a two-night meeting in the college auditorium, he gave me an envelope. I mean, usually when you go speak someplace, they'll give you a gift, you know. And uh, I have been places when they didn't, but most of them will. I mean, I don't go for gifts, but most of them just want to do it, you know. So he gave me an envelope, and uh, I put it in my pocket. And so I got out. Uh, we all got on the plane, I believe it was. And Pat Knox, uh, no, I, I asked, I says, Pat, did they give you anything? She did the singing, and she said, no. She said, they give you anything? I said, well, they gave me an envelope. I guess it's got something in it. <laughs> I don't know if it has or not. I said, I'll just open it up and see. So I opened it up and, uh, glory to God, opened it up and there was a check in there for $75. And I said, yeah, they gave me $75. And she said, what? I said, they gave me $75. She says, Brother Noble, she says, now they don't have to give me anything, but she said, you're worth more than $75. I said, well, <laughs> as the days and Pat was living in total faith, she said, they don't have to give me anything, but I don't like for people to treat you that way, Brother Norval. I don't like for you to have to come someplace and speak two nights and they give you $75. I don't like that. I said, no, Pat, don't worry about it. That's all right. I said, God will take care of me. He always does. I said, you know, I don't make a salary anyway. I just, what difference does it make? You know, when you don't make nothing, anything looks good. <laughs> and so, I thought, well, being as they started, I just give their faith a test, you know, because the Lord used me eight or nine years ago to found a Bible school, and I'm the president of a Bible school, so I've been teaching the Bible. You know, in the Bible school that the Lord taught, told me to raise up, about eight or nine years ago, he told me not to use any textbooks. Yeah. You said, well, that's the first one I ever heard. I never heard of a Bible school like that before. Well, you've heard of it now. I'd never heard of one like that before myself. The Lord told me to raise up a Bible school about eight or nine years and not use any textbooks. I said, don't use any textbooks. He says, no. Use Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I said, glory to God. He said, son, I want to build a foundation inside of people's spirits so they'll know who they are in me. And then they can have anything they want. The only reason you don't have anything you want is because you don't know who you are. You're still running around trying to find out who you are. 
Well, you are. I didn't figure it'd go over. It never does go over anywhere. Why do I think it'd go over in Dallas? It'll go over anywhere else. I said, now listen closely. Get this straight. The reason that you don't have everything you want is because you don't know who you are. You're still trying to find out who you are. Most people live and die and never find out who they are. When you die and go to heaven, if you make it, I hope to God you make it, I guarantee you the first day you get to heaven, you're going to get mad at yourself. Why? Because you're so dumb. Well, it's the truth. I'm telling you, you are. Now, you may think I'm kidding. Say, Brother Noble, you ought to say that, you know. It makes me feel bad. Good. If you're not living in the abundant life that the Lord Jesus Christ paid such a crucial price for you to have, if you're not living in it, you ought to feel bad. Amen. You old ignorant thing, you. Amen. You ought to feel bad. Because when you get to heaven, the first day you get to heaven, you're, you're going to look around. You're going to look around. I guarantee you, you're going to look around, and, and, and the Lord's going to let you know this has been yours ever. This, Everything here has been yours ever since the day you was born again. And you're going to go. <laughs> you're going to say, you're going to say, Jesus, you mean all those years on the earth I could have had all these heaven's blessings? I mean, you know, how come me be so stupid? And I'm sure that the Lord's going to tell you, well, you worked real hard at it. <laughs> you didn't have anything you worked real hard at, you know. <laughs> I'm sure the Lord will tell you real clear, it's not easy to get as dumb as you are. You have to work real hard at it. <laughs> One guy got it out of a thousand people. <laughs> it finally hit him. <laughs> Sometimes theologians look at me strange when I talk to them. And they look at me stranger when I ask them, can you read? the Bible is God. Do you understand that? The Bible is the Lord. And you have to believe God the Bible way. You can't believe God any way you want to. And if you're not getting healed and you're not getting victory, you don't have victory in your life, you're not believing God correctly. You might as well know that. You're not believing God correctly. You say, well, I'm trusting the Lord. No, you're not. You're trusting your own sick mind. You're not trusting the Lord. If you trust the Lord, then you'd shout and rejoice because you got victory. That's a big God forever. Well, God said through Jesus you can have victory. Well, do you have it? Well, God wants you to act like you have it. That's a big God forever. I told you if, about a month and a half ago, <laughs> if God keeps me here long enough, you'll have peace in your mind, and you'll have health in your body, and you'll be rejoicing, and you'll be rich. Amen. Well, you will. God likes you that way. If you, if you, if you uh, think that God paid the price through Jesus for you to have a confused, wondering, sick in body, beaten down, warped mind, broke, 
type of life. You have missed the mark of the high calling of God for a Christian about as far as you could miss anything in your life. You're so far from the truth, I'm not sure you'd know the truth if you met it in the middle of the street with a neon sign. <laughs> that is, all the things that I said to you is nothing like that prepared for you by Jesus. Nothing, nothing. There's only one kind of life that's been prepared for you by the Lord Jesus Christ, and it's called the abundant life. Amen. Blessed be God forever, the abundant life. Amen. You have to know where it comes from. You have to know the source that gives it to you. So I told the five people that was with me, four of them, me, maybe five, and we all called a plane to go to the meeting. We, called, we had plane tickets. And I spoke two nights and they gave me $75. If you have a sick mind, you'll say, well, that's going in the hole. <laughs> the only time you ever go in the hole with God is when you have a sick attitude Amen. and a sick mouth. Amen. Well, I don't have a sick attitude. I don't have a sick mouth. Blessed be God forever. And I said, well, I said, now the thing of it is, I said, let me ask you a question, staff. That's my staff. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. Would y'all come back next year if that same man wanted to book you here again? And they go. <laughs> that means I'm not sure. I don't know. But finally I heard somebody say, yeah. That means that you hope he don't call. Yeah. I said, well, now listen closely and you know how to get victory. I said, well, I'll come back if he calls me. I'll come back and speak again next year. And I got put to a test. You always do with your words, you know. <laughs> and they called me again next year, and I went back. And ne the next year, the next year, they improved. I spoke two nights, and they gave me $100. <laughs> Glory to God. I got a $25 raise. And I go back the third year. I go back the third year again. Last year they gave me for two nights, and they gave me another hundred dollars. I said, "Praise the Lord!" <clears throat> now the first one, when they gave me seventy-five dollars for speak two nights, I told them, "I said, God will take care of me." I said, "So you just you just wait. It won't be long. I guarantee you, it won't be long till God will bless me so much I can't understand it." Now, the next week after I told them that when I had the $75 the first year. But you have, a, you have to have a kind of spirit that will go back the second year Amen. and the third year Amen. if God wants you to. Amen. And so I went to a meeting the next week. I'm talking about the next week after I had the $75 check in my hand. I went to a meeting the next week. I spoke in the meeting three times. Just spoke in this meeting three times. And the church had me booked on Sunday afternoon, on Sunday afternoon, to come and speak in their church. So I went over on Sunday afternoon and they had the place packed out. I walked in, they said, the pastor says, Brother Noble, we're so glad that you came and would speak. I've got the church, I've got the place packed out full of people, and we want to give you the offering. We want to give your ministry the offering. Do you want us to take it up, or do you want us to take it up, or do you want to take it up? I said, it don't make a difference to me. Go ahead and take it up yourself, if you want to. They said, okay, whatever you say. No. So, when I said that to the pastor, 
He turned around and began to walk from me, walk, walk away from me, and the Spirit of God in my belly checked me. That means he goes, oop. <laughs> and he said, no, I want you to take it up. I said, wait a minute, Pastor, wait a minute, wait a minute. I said, no, don't you take up the offering. The Lord wants me to take it up. I didn't know why the Lord wanted me to take it up. I thought I was taking it up for myself, you know, for my, for my ministry. Well, I got out there, you know, and I was speaking for a little while, you know, and all of a sudden the Spirit of God to take that offering up and give it to this church. I said, why not? You know, if you don't make anything yourself, it's easy for God to talk you into things. And so I said, why not? So I took it up and I says, and I, I told him what, what a good church it was and so forth, you know, about the pastor. And I built it up and I know they got a good offering. I don't know what it was, but I said, I want to take this offering up for this church. They want me to have it, but I'm not going to take it and take it up. So I took up the offering and said, make out your checks to the church. So then I got the checks to the church and the next morning in my motel room, my telephone rang and I said, Hello. I say that when my telephone rings. <laughs> the voice, the voice on the other phone said, said, uh, uh, Mr. Hayes, uh, my name is Johnny Rivers. Uh, I am the, you might have heard of me. I said, oh, are you kidding? Memphis. <laughs> That's the title of one of his songs. You remember that three or four million seller, the song was entitled Memphis? Johnny Rivers sang that. And he said, he's, I said, Johnny, I've been, I've been hearing you for years on records. He says, yeah. He says, I've, I said, how many gold records do you have? He said, I have about 18 gold records. And uh, I said, I've been seeing you for years. I said, he says, well, I want to let you know that I was in the audience yesterday afternoon when you spoke. I spoke in Hollywood, California, in Beverly Hills that afternoon. He said, I was in that audience, and he said, I just want to tell you, that's the best gospel service I've ever been in my life. Said, I've never seen the Spirit of God work that sweet and that wonderful before. That's the best gospel service I have ever seen in my lifetime. And while you were speaking, he said, the Lord spoke to me and told me to give your children's home $25,000. I said, is that right? <laughs> he said, yes, and I'm going to give it too. He said, I just send me your tax number. I got to take it before my board. He says, but I'm the boss, but I have a board that I consult and so forth. He said, but send me your tax number. And he says, uh, he says, so I can deduct it from my taxes. And he says, and I'm going to send you 25. And he did. 25, give me a check, $25,000. So I spoke three times. In that town, I spoke three times at a convention. And then I then, I, then Johnny gave me a check. And when I left town, I spoke four times, three times at convention, one time in a church. When I left town, I had $58,000. That's real nice to have $58,000 in one pocket for speaking, three for speaking four times and have a check for speaking two times for $75 in the other pocket. Amen. Well, I just learned to thank God for both of them. Amen. Whatever God gives you, thank God for it. It makes no difference. Thank the Lord for it. If you will, God will bless you big. Amen. But if you ever start calling people, say, ah, oh, no, I'm not going to come because I don't get a big offering, you know, and I, I'll come if you give me $2,000 a night, or I'll come if you give $1,000 a night. 
Well, you tell God, I'll come if you give me a thousand dollars a night. Well, there'll be some people who give you a thousand dollars a night. You know, some people that dumb. If you ever call me and say, I'll come and speak in your place if you give me two thousand dollars a night, I say, You won't speak in my place. Amen. Forget that. Amen. I don't want that kind of a spirit in there. But you can charge a thousand dollars a night or two thousand dollars a night if you want to, you know. And always remember when you do that, that's what you'll get. Right. Now always remember this as long as you live. That's all you'll ever get. There won't be no $58,000 weekends, I'll guarantee you that. There won't be no $58,000 weekends for you, I can tell you that. You'll go home with, if you charge $1,000 a time to speak, then you'll go home, if you speak four times, you'll go home with 4000 I don't charge you nothing and go home with 58000 Blessed be God forever. You just have to learn, you know, how God works, that's all. God just does things like that. You cannot give the Lord. You know, you can't, you just can't do it. Fella, just come and the blessing of the Lord is overtaking me. Fella, just come give me a check for $5,000. I got it here in my pocket. Sure is nice. Five, one fella sent a chair today. He says, I'm, I'm sending this chair. He said, I want Norval Hayes to send it tonight, and then I want you to auction it off and see how much money it'll bring. <laughs> well, auction it off. You see me setting it. So, it's a nice chair. It's not worth it more because I said it, but go ahead and buy it anyway, you know. He wants to give all the money to the satellite thing. He wants to give all the money to the satellite thing. Now sometimes, now it can be worth a lot of money. Because in my Gatlinburg convention last year, I was sitting in a chair on the stage and the Spirit of God came on me. And so, uh, I, God just blessed me and He blessed me and He blessed me and He blessed me and I was sitting there and the Spirit of the Lord started blessing me. And it come time for me to uh, get up. And uh, so I got up like this. I walked over on the platform. And I had a doctor booked there to help me. And he went over and sat on that chair. And he sat down like this in the chair. The doctor did. And he, he went. started finding himself. He says, my God, what's in that chair? He said, ooh. He sat down again. You know, I thought he sat down again. Jumped up again. He couldn't stand it. Was you there? Did you see that? Yeah. Well, this is, everybody say, God bless Miss Germany. We have Miss World tonight and Miss Germany. Would you like to see both of them? Amen. Stand up, Miss World. Stand up. Stand up. Look at her. Look at her. Stand up, Miss Germany, and turn around. Let the world see you. Stand up. Sweetest two Christians you ever seen in your life. Miss Germany, she's a she is a, a intercessor. She came to my Bible school and prayed for me over a year, and found out she couldn't help me and left. <laughs> no, the truth of it is, the Lord gave her a. She come there and prayed for over a year and uh, made an intercession every, every day, like prayed every day. And God started giving her a ministry of teaching on intercession. And God gave her a car. I'll tell you one thing, she can drive a car. Brother, in Germany, they teach you how to drive a car. 
I was down in Florida here a while back holding a meeting, you know, and I said, I need to go to Tennessee. She says, well, I'll just take you. I said, is that right? She said, well, yeah. I says, well, why not? And she drove me from Florida to Tennessee in eight and a half hours. <laughs> you say, what, what do you mean eight and a half hours? Don't you know the speed limit zone is 55 miles an hour? We went so fast we never did see any of them. I wasn't driving there. I just, I sat over the passenger side, you know, praying, oh God. <laughs> and she said, oh, I just like she was going 15 miles an hour. I don't know if her car was going that face, if, uh, that face, or if God picked it up every once in a while and just shoved it. That's not, you know, it's wonderful. It's wonderful to stay in Florida until 4.30 in the afternoon, spend all day in Florida, and get home by midnight and go to bed. <laughs> I said, dear Lord Jesus. <sighs> but it's a good trip, though. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You say, what are you going to speak of tonight, Brother Norval? I have no earthly idea. some nuts. <laughs> I'm so woozy now I can care less what I speak on. <laughs> I'll tell you, we'll just make the Lord happy. I think I'll speak on God. <laughs> Glory to Jesus forever. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Are you ready for this? No, you're not ready for this. I can tell you now you're not ready for this. Because I'm going to have to work this woman over. I brought a so-and-so person with me tonight, and I drove 175 miles. They want to take her leg off next month. Well, she don't have to have her leg taken off. I may not know God as well as you do, but I know him that well. Amen. I know him well enough that I know he makes new legs. Amen. I know anything else that you need. Amen. They want to take her, have to take her leg off next month. She is believing for her healing, total healing. She is a Lutheran sitting in a Baptist church. A Lutheran sitting in a Baptist church, going to a Baptist church and wants a new lady. Well, I can say one thing for it. I'm glad you came here. I mean, I love Lutheran people and love Lutheran churches and I love Baptist people and love Baptist churches, but I'm not sure they have a new leg ministry. Amen. I hope they do. God's got one. Amen. I hope the Lutheran church, which you come from, and the Baptist church, both has a new leg ministry. Uh, we got a new leg ministry here. Amen. You understand that? The same Jesus I've been talking to you about tonight that performs financial miracles, he may also makes new legs. Amen. When? Well, tonight. Amen. Is that soon enough? Amen. I tell you, the Holy Spirit of God, he'll start his work the moment you please him. 
two or more reaching out and touching any one thing, asking it shall be done. Blessed be God forever. Do you believe that scripture? Yes. All right, bring the person down here so you can get a new leg right now. Where is she at? Is she here tonight? Is this person here? She what? Is that you, honey? Well, you come to the right place, darling, to get a new leg. You have come to the right place, honey, to get a new leg. Which leg is it, honey? That one right there. Now, Caleb, you and Marilu come over here. I hear two ladies that made intercession for me for over a year and still do. God called these two women to make intercession for me. They were faithful at my Bible school for a year, every, like every day, about every day, come and pray for hours and hours and hours. They're intercessors. The Bible says, two or more of you touching any one thing, asking it shall be done. I want both of you intercessors to get on your knees right there and lay your hands on her leg, her left leg. God's going to give her a new leg. Praise God forevermore. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I lay my hands upon you on the direction of the head of the church, the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I lay hands on you and I curse. I curse all affliction in Jesus' name in that leg and I command it to die. Die, I said, and cease being. And get out of her leg in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we'll agree together as touching her that the healing power of God and the miracle working power of Jesus will flow through her leg and start a total healing and a cure tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for healing her leg. Thank you, Lord, for giving her a new leg. That's right. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Bless God forevermore. I tell you, the easiest thing in the world is get healed in this place. Or get anything else you want from God here. It's just, it's a revival time, people. It's just here. You walk in here and it's here, that's all. You ever just walk into revival? Just walk into one every night? Just walk into the presence of God? I tell you, you get in the presence of God every night for 40 some nights and you just believe God for anything. It's just there anyway. Besides, people, it's all free for you. It's all there anyway. There's no trouble with God in the Bible and the Holy Ghost. There's no trouble with God giving you things. The problem is that you and me sometimes get so far away from God that we can't get our minds focused in on victory and our mouth focused on victory. And, well, you know, well, I hope the Lord will do it. And spend your time and your money sitting in some old cold church somewhere where the pastor don't even believe in new legs. Well, how do you expect to get one? You're not going to get one there. You have, to go some, you have to go somewhere where it's happening. You have to be at the right spot at the right time. Jesus don't give new legs in all the buildings in the world. It all depends on if you can find one somewhere where they believe it. God will do anything for you if you can find somebody that will believe it. That's all he requires. That's all he wants. He don't want anything else. He don't have to have your money to heal you. He don't have to have your intellectual mind to heal you. Just believe in Jesus' name, believe. Because I've been convinced for a long time, the more you give to God, the more he gives back to you. The more you give to him, the more he gives back to you. I believe that. Do you believe the Lord's given her a new leg? Yes. You believe? That's who he is. New power like the wind is surging through her leg now. And he started bringing a healing and a cure to her. And he started performing miracles for her in her leg. She can have a strong leg, make that leg strong completely, and all the affliction just dry up and die and get out in Jesus' name. That's right, honey. Just lay right there in the presence of God, honey, and just let them lay their hands on you. Just stay right with God. Just bask in the blessing of God.
be like a pet pig out in the sunshine. <laughs> Lay there for hours. <laughs> get in the presence of God and don't want to get out. People try to get you out and say, leave me alone. I'm resting in God. Blessed be God. Sometimes, sometimes I believe God don't do any more for people than what he does is because he can't catch them. God says, be still and know that I'm God. Have faith that's steadfast, that never changes, and believes God morning, noon, and night, all the time, every day. God don't ever change. Why should your faith change? If your faith is built on the Word of God and built on the Lord Jesus Christ, it's not going to change either. But you start getting away from Him and all that stuff, you know, you get all messed up. Everybody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because that she is healed. Not going to be. Not going to be. Is healed. And we rejoice in it. We believe in faith. And we thank you, Lord. For giving her a strong new leg. I believe it. In Jesus' name. Now raise your hands and thank God for it. Now, church, look up here at me, and I'll tell you something. I'm warning you, if you ever stop thanking God for doing things like this, He'll stop doing them. He only does them for people that thanks Him for it in advance. Faith is not seen. Everybody say, not seen. Everybody say, advance. You want to know what pure faith is? The greatest definition in the world for faith and pure faith is this. Anything that God has promised you in the Bible, if you can open up your mouth and thank God for it before you ever see it, God will let you see it. That's what, that's what faith it's not anything else that's what faith is thank God for it before you see it faith is not seen well brother no, but I think I'm going to wait until I see it before I th no don't wait till you see anything you believe God for it and thank God for it because God promised it to you and you've made up your mind to believe the Bible now you thought a while ago some of you thought well maybe he's trying to be smart or Maybe he's doing this, or he just said that. He don't really mean it. But I, I wasn't trying to be smart, and I mean every word I said. When you and me get to heaven the first day, I am telling you that you and me are going to be so disappointed in our past faith. When you see what belongs to you, when you see with your own eyes what you could have had by faith in God's Word, it won't be one slap on the face, it'll probably be five or six. You may walk around for days saying, how dumb can I get? Why didn't I claim this while I was on the earth? My God has been provided for me. He said, well, why didn't I get this? And Jesus will plainly tell you, well, it was over there in the book of Matthew. Why didn't you get it? it it's in there. And the Lord let me give you chapter and verse. It's amazing all of the good promises that God's promised you in the Bible if you'll just dig them out. Find out for yourself what's in there. And claim it boldly. Claim it boldly in Jesus' name. And he'll give it to you. God's power just 
when you claim it boldly, when your faith pleases the Lord, all of a sudden it, it, it operates like the wind. It just comes from nowhere, seems like, and just whoosh, and there it is. Just there it is, that's all. God even did that in the Old Testament for, for men and women in the Old Testament. You're living under a better covenant in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, when the old prophet come by, he says, well, I can't, I can't cut any more wood. I, I'm, I've lost my axe head and it's under the water. The old prophet, it all depends on how well you know God. Amen. See? If you don't know God very well, you'd walk around, you know, and say, well, I don't believe he'd do anything. That's impossible. Well, that's all you'll ever get from God, mostly is yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the old prophet walked up and says, where did the accent go in the water at? It went in right there. He said, come forth. Didn't even flinch. And the steel axe head came forth and began to float the water. <laughs> See, Brother Noel, that's an old Bible story in the Old Testament. Now, you don't really believe that stuff, do you? Surely you don't believe axe heads to swim. It can when the Holy Ghost is under it. When God's power is under it, it can. God's power. You said, well, you believe that girl will get a new leg? Are you kidding? I know it. God's power's in her leg. God makes legs all the time. Blessed be the name of Jesus forever. Blessed be the name of the Lord God forever. Wonderful, precious Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Here, Don, when you'll be interested up in North Pole, Alaska. Somebody was sat down and got their ears healed up in North Pole, Alaska. A deaf person got their ears healed in North Pole, Alaska. North Pole, Alaska. Up in the North Pole of Alaska, they got their ears healed. They're not deaf anymore. Put the number on the screen. You ought to call that number so, so your money can get a deaf person in Alaska healed. And just help right here and help right here. That's what happens. Most homes, do you know thousands of satellites are being installed every day, every day, every day, every day, every day? Do you know every night I'm probably speaking to way over a million people every night? Maybe even two or three million. Who in the world knows? How many people stops at this service and watches it? It's so strange, a lot of them stop, I can tell you that. <laughs> because all these phone calls up here come from homes. And sometimes a whole bunch of people are talking to one at one time and they start calling. Blessed be God forever. The only time that thousands, get this straight people, the only time that thousands of people are ever going to find Jesus or be healed or get their deaf ears open of the deaf and dumb to be healed of the blind to see is through that television screen. You mean God's power work through a television screen? I'm telling you that it will. How many of you saw me on PTL the other day? Me and Bob and, and John Jimenez and his wife, Ann. Do you know when Jim Becker was talking to me and asked me a question, the healing power of God came up on me, sitting there with a camera on me. The healing power of the Lord came up on me. I didn't know it was going to, just like the wind just came up on me. And Jim recognized it, thank God. He says, and he just started looking towards the camera. He says, now prepare your hearts right now. He says, because Norval Hayes is going to pray for you right now. You hear what he said? 
And so he, he let, and I reached out like this to the camera, and I prayed. But it was on me so strong, man. I'm telling you what's the truth. You talk about a heavy anointing. It was on me. And I knew it was going through the screen. I mean, sometimes you just know that you know that you know. And you know, they had, what was it, 50 people answering the phone that day, Don, right? Yeah. That day at PTL, they had 50 people. This is the first time in my life that I've ever heard anything like this. And the moment they put this number on the screen, just like that right there, it wasn't no one ring and two, three minutes later, another ring. And you're talking, you're talking, you're talking. Let the Lord heal you. Please let Jesus heal you. And you talk them into it, and uh, another ring. And, and then after a while, another ring. Fifty phones all of a sudden just went, Whirr. <laughs> Don was there, and Jim Baker said, oh, my God. He said, there's thousands of calls that can't come in. There's thousands of them that can't get in. He said, look here. Maybe they're going to bring him stacks. I'm talking about stacks. I mean, he couldn't even read them fast enough. He, could, he read them one after another and couldn't even read them fast enough as it's coming in. And I mean, things like blind eyes being open and backs, God healed backs all over the country. I mean, just, I mean, just dozens and dozens and dozens of backs. And some of those testimonies, I had a knot on my jaw hanging down as big as a grapefruit and uh, the power came through the television screen and the knot on my jaw been on there for years just boop and disappeared. That's right. Get it. Grab a hold of it. Get it. Get it. Get it. What, what happened, you, know, you probably don't know this, but they've been replaying that program over and over and over again and people have been healed all over again. That anointing is still upon that prayer that you prayed uh, almost a week ago, and they've been repeating that program over and over again. And all kinds of miracles are still happening from the prayer you prayed last week. Glory to God. After it's over, after it was over, Jim, Jim sent his manager into the hotel dining room where we was at and said, I want you to book Norville for a week and have him come up here and teach these people. That morning we went to PTL, if you can believe this, we had announced it was going to be there. They had, and churches been beginning to bring in groups, you know. There was 3,500 people sitting there. Th can you imagine that? Yes. 3,500 people sitting there alive while we had the television set on, the, the PTL program. And the Lord started healing people. And Jim says to his manager, go over and tell Norville, they'd been calling me at the office anyway, go over and tell him I want him to come up here and teach and pray for the sick for a week. And uh, he says, well, they've already talked to him. He says, he don't even know if he can come in July or not. He can't come before July. Can. And you know what Jim said? He says, oh my God, you mean we have to wait two months for this? <laughs> you know, Jim and Tammy love the Holy Spirit. You'll find that out. You're going to be on there when? Wednesday. He's going to be on there Wednesday. That's said, be God forever. <laughs> Don's going to be on PTO Wednesday. Stretch your hands out here to him. Let's ask God to anoint him. Oh, glory, to God. glory to Jesus. Lord, when he opens up his mouth on PTO, let the Spirit of God oh, come yes, up on him. Lord. Let the Holy Ghost come out of him and anoint him, Lord, for what you want him to say at that particular time to cause blessing to come to thousands oh, yeah. of people in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for doing it for Don. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord God forever. Thank you, Lord, thank you. Pastors, if you haven't already started yet, you can start now if you want to. Get behind your pulpit. And let's give an invitation tonight for... Impossible cases. I feel wild tonight. <laughs> Lord, God. I feel like I feel like God would make a new liver for you at the bat of an eye. That quick. Glory to Jesus. 
If you got bad kidneys, let's just get some tough cases. If you have a bad liver, bad kidneys, stuff is just nearly impossible for you to be healed. Get up out of your seat right now. Cancer, come here and stand in front of me. Every one of you, come stand right here in front of me. Any bad kidneys or bad liver or cancer, come and stand right here in front of me. Or you got bad blood. You're having a terrible time with your blood. I'm telling you, God makes new blood. Come and stand right here in front of me. Yeah. That's right. Jesus' name in Jesus' name. God will give you a new kidney suffice to make your head swim. Blessed be God forevermore. A little girl came to me from New York here a while back. And you know what she said to me? While they're coming, I'll give you this. You're not ready for it, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Hey, Bob, this happened in one of those meetings where I got $100 for two nights. One of those meetings I had that I got $100 for two nights. A pretty little girl came to me from New York. And she says, Mr. Hayes, I'm, I think she says she's about 20 years old, but she'd had operation on, she had no wound, taken out. She still had desires, though. She said, I'm wanting to marry this, and she was really sharp. She's a pretty girl. She said, this young pastor wants to marry me. We've been dating, and she was weeping. She said, I don't know what, I don't know what to do. She says, because I can't ever get married. I don't have any wound. I can't ever give him children. I said, little darling, Jesus makes new wounds. She looked at me and she said, are you kidding me? And I says, no, I'm not kidding you. I said, he has creating power and he'll, if you want to marry a young pastor and you promise God that you'll be a good, faithful pastor's wife, and not bug him. <laughs> the Lord will make you a new woman and give it to you. She said, are you kidding me? I says, no, I'm not kidding you. And I said, do you want a new womb? She said, yes. I said, you want to marry him? She said, yes. I said, you're going to get one. I laid my hands on her. And the moment I laid my hands on her, the power of God came up on her and shook her like this. And shook her and shook her and shook her and shook her and shook her. I said, go to the bathroom. God's giving you a new womb. And I had to leave. And she made a long-distance phone call to the city I was at the next night. And the church I was going to speak to, I said, I got to leave. I'm late. And he called and says, told the pastor to pick me up for service. He said, I got a message here for you, Norval. He said, it's from some girl in New York that called the church this afternoon and said, tell Brother Norval that I checked and the Lord has absolutely given me a brand new womb. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God is a miracle working God. Blessed be the name of Jesus forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Pastors there in the church, you just Blessed go ahead the and start ministering there. They're in your church. Don't forget now, Thursday at 2 o'clock, Pastor Tilton has a very special message for all the pastors Thursday at 2 o'clock Central Time. Now, the Holy Ghost was already operating on her before I came up here. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I bind this spirit that's given this man a stroke. I bind you in Jesus' name. Go from him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for a special miracle for my sister. I curse this affliction. Die, I said, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for a special miracle. For these tonight, in Jesus' name, I curse these afflictions and I command them to die and get out of their bodies in Jesus' name. And I claim the Holy Ghost to give them a brand new miracle tonight. The Holy Ghost is operating on you, sir. 
surgery. Yeah, the Holy Ghost is performing surgery on him. If you never did, if you never did watch the Holy.